Well, hello, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> welcome to Stuff I Heard with Josh Peak. This is Stuff I Heard, episode 30. 30. 30. I got 30 episodes. Who would have thought that I could do this crap for 30 episodes? Certainly not me. I thought this would be a hobby that I could pick up, and at some point I would go, this is stupid, why am I doing this? And I'd quit doing it. But I was wrong. Wrong. Anyway. Today is, you know I like to do the day, today is August the 25th, it's a Saturday. Uh, Burt Kreischer's Netflix special came out yesterday on the 24th, it's called Secret Time. Um, I encourage everyone watching this or listening to this on your uh, device to go to Netflix and check it out. Um, like most of Burt's stuff that he does, people pirate it and put it on YouTube pretty quickly because it's worth sharing. He just wants people to watch it. Um, it's great, though. I, I gotta say, I've watched his other specials. I was a big fan of the Machine special that he did for Showtime. I was not a big fan of Showtime because I didn't have Showtime and I didn't want to sign up for Showtime just to have it for that one special, so I didn't get Showtime. But uh, I do have Netflix, and Netflix is kind of a big deal right now. If you think about the way Netflix has kind of taken over uh, viewing it is sort of the go-to for all of the people who consider themselves cord cutters, people who've gotten rid of their cable, gotten rid of their satellite. Um, this new platform ability to be able to just watch things through streaming is is the way things are going. Um, we're getting into college football season. Uh, I looked online last night, and apparently college football kicks off next week. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, Please, if anybody has suggestions on how I can watch college football without having to pay direct TV, which I hate, or you know some other streaming app that's inferior, I just want to be able to watch SEC football. I want to be able to watch uh, the Gamecocks play. I want to be able to watch just college football in general. I like. Uh, I don't have to watch, but I like watching the ESPN game day Saturday mornings. Again, I don't have to watch it. But I would like to watch it. It's kind of fun to watch sometimes. It's kind of gone downhill last year. Um, now that Lee Corso is getting much older, you can tell that he sort of, the effects of age is sort of uh, hitting in, and he's not as sharp as he used to. So it's up to the other guys to kind of pick up the pace. And, and, and Herb Street does a good job, but the other guys are kind of just sort of, they're used to Corso doing more. Um, and I don't know if that's something that they're going to work on or they worked on all season to improve on, but at some point they're going to have to keep the thing going without Corso. Now, for the longest time, Lee Corso has been Saturday morning game day for me. Um, Herb Street has done a great job of taking that, that lead and being sort of the, the voice of reason, but also the driving force of the conversation. He does a good job of color commentation and hosting. Um, but Again, I don't have to watch it. I like to watch it. I would like to watch some, some college sports, though. Um, if anybody has suggestions on how I can watch it, I know a couple years ago there was like a European website that you could log on to and then you could watch all of the games for anybody and then you can just stream them to your TV. I wouldn't mind doing that. That'd be awesome. Um, what I don't want to do is I, want, I don't want to go, okay, yeah, I'll sign up for DirecTV again, and there's such a pain in the neck with the way that their streaming service works, and you can't watch live sports with it. So it does no good. I mean, what's what's the point if I can't watch live sports? I mean, 
you know, if something comes on ABC, CBS, or NBC, I'm, I'm out of luck. Just, I'm not going to be able to watch anything. Um, if it's on Fox, apparently Fox is the only local channel we get. I know some people right now are going, you could just hook up a, a, an antenna. Okay, where? Am I going to climb on the roof and put an antenna on the roof? Am I going to put one in the attic and run wires through the building? I don't know. I, I'm looking for suggestions. I am part of a cord cutter group on Facebook, and people write in suggestions all the time. Someone recently posted that they went into their attic and put a, uh, a powered antenna in the attic. Uh, that way it's not outside, visible from the neighbors, and people aren't pissed off about, you got a stupid tell- you know, uh, uh, an antenna sitting on top of your house. But then he, he wired it into um, one of the cable outlets behind the wall, put a splitter on it, and then it goes through the entire house so that any any TV in the house is hooked into that wired line and it sort of helps broadcast the signal so that they can get a better signal. It's not a bad idea. I wouldn't mind trying that to see if it works. Um, but it's also a project I don't know that I'm eager to get into right now. If there was a website I could click onto, that'd make life a lot easier. I could just click on the website. So send me your information on that. Um, also, go on Netflix and watch Burt's special, Secret Time. Secret Time. Um, I went on Twitter and I kept sending him stuff on Secret Time, trying to promote his viewing and trying to promote what he's doing. And and he sent he retweeted and favorited a couple of my things, which is awesome. It, I think Twitter's so cool in the fact that you can interact with people who are considered celebrities. I mean, when I was growing up, I remember the biggest comedians of my day were Richard Pryor, who was you know starting to do more movies and less comedy. Uh, Eddie Murphy, who was big into comedy and starting to do movies. Um, Robin Williams, who was doing a little bit of both, who was great at both, uh, but we find out later was kind of having some issues um, in his personal life. Um, I mean, I guess they all kind of had issues in their personal life. If you think about it, comedian is sort of a broken toy. Uh, It's sort of, they've built coping mechanisms to deal with life as it's been handed to them, and from that comes comedy. From that comes a sort of uh, a sort of truth telling. Um, you know, they're able to boil down what it is that's happening to them in a way that's somewhat funny, so that they can cope with it, and they find a way to make it funny for us, so that we watch it and go, "Yeah, he's right." I mean, I totally get what he's saying. And so, you know, I, I've always been a kind of person who admires watching them do their craft. And I've mentioned this before, it's sort of like watching a magic trick. Once you see the magic trick, you're sort of like, yeah, okay, cool, this is great, this is fun. But if you watch it again and again and again, maybe it doesn't have the same effect. But there's a difference. I think that if someone does like a storytelling type thing, like Eddie Murphy had stories about, you know, things with his childhood and, and things about, you know, growing up and with his brother and, and you know... His mom having the shoe that she could throw like a boomerang. You know, his dad telling him to light the fire. And the fire goes up and catches his brother on fire. He's all right, he's all right. That's a fire, you know. They become hits. They become kind of like a song. They become the thing that you want to hear. And when they, when they kick into it, you're like, oh, this is it. Bert has one of those type deals. He has a story about when he was 22 and got involved with the Russian mafia. And it's an amazing story. If you haven't watched it, when you're done listening to me or watching me, go on YouTube, look up Burt Kreischer, The Machine. K-R-E-I-S-C-H-E-R, Kreischer, The Machine. There's an animated version where it looks like South Park characters. It's pretty funny. Um, they did a good job of, of animating it. 
But Bert's been telling that story on stage for a very long time. I heard him on a podcast when he first told it on Joe Rogan's Experience. The Joe Rogan Experience is a podcast, if you don't know, I've talked about that a lot on here, um, who is probably one of the biggest podcasts that's out there right now. Uh, if you look on Joe Rogan's page for his podcasting, in a day he gets over a million and a half downloads. I'm one of those a million and a half. Um, on his YouTube channel, he can go live and get over a hundred, you know, over a hundred thousand live viewers immediately as soon as he goes live. Um, he has sort of become the perfect person to be a host of a conversation between famous people and along the way you can learn some things you can learn things about other people you can you can build bridges upon, amongst different gaps of people you wouldn't normally talk to or relate to or even have conversations with and you know most recently I looked on my phone the other day and I was like holy crap I'm going to listen to that one and 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 I don't have time I don't have time to listen to all of them I mean I really uh, you know time is an issue I did a podcast last uh, Tuesday with my sister, and we talked a lot about some things that we were kind of curious about and stuff like that. It was sort of a fun little hang with my sister, um, but we really didn't talk about podcasts that we were listening to. Um, looking on my phone here through past podcasts, <clears throat> I listened to a very interesting podcast with Joe Rogan. Uh, episode 1156 came out August 9th with Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore is a stand-up comedian, a political commentator, and a host of The Jimmy Dore Show, available on YouTube. Jimmy Dore is probably one of the smartest people that I've ever heard speak. Um, he'll argue both sides of everything when it comes to politics or, you know, whatever's going on right now in, uh, in our war. Um, he kind of breaks down the reality of what things really are. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, I highly recommend listening to that episode. He is entertaining to listen to. Um, I also listened to uh, episode 1157 with Shooter Jennings. I honestly got like half like a half an hour into it, and I had to switch because there was other podcasts that came up that I was like, oh, I want to listen to that one too. I wanna, I'm missing out. It's crap. Episode 1159 came out on Thursday with Neil deGrasse Tyson. You've probably heard me talk ad nauseum about listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk, and he melts my noodle every time I listen to him. My brain just feels like mashed potatoes when I listen to him. I, 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 but not in a way that makes me feel stupid, in a way that makes me feel inspired and curious. And he talks about how the education system is failing right now because when you get out of school, I mean, when you get out of high school, you're like, yay, school's out for the summer. There's a whole genre of music and life that's dedicated towards, you know, we're finally done. We're done with this learning stuff. And he's like, instead, the mentality should be, I want to keep learning. I'm inspired. Where's the next thing? Where can I get more? And he said, that was me personally. When I got out of school, I was like, all right, now I get to go to a better school and learn more information. And he said, there's not enough of that. And he's right. There's not enough of that. When I got out of school, I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I, may, I was made to do this, but I didn't want to do this. When I got out of school, I wanted to work. I wanted to make money. Um, I didn't know what I needed to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But everybody kept telling me, oh, you got to go to college. you got to go to college. Thank God my mom was like, why don't you go to the technical college over here? It's a lot cheaper, and maybe you can kind of figure it out while you're there. Sounded reasonable, right? 
So I went there and I thought, this is really harder and I don't care about any of this crap I'm studying. And I didn't. I didn't care about any of it. Um, which is why when I turned 20, I joined the Marine Corps. Because I was like, I want to see the world. I want to do something with my life. I got to move forward as an adult. And I joined the Marine Corps. Now, I didn't start getting interested in things until I was in my 30s. And I started learning about green technology and about making YouTube videos and production and streaming. And I mean, this kind of stuff really wasn't around much when I was a kid. Let's face it, YouTube didn't really come around until, what, 2006 or so? And, you know, the idea of having solar panels or green technology wasn't really mainstream until the last 10 years. But now you're starting to see houses with, with solar panels on them, and you're, you're driving by what they call solar farms where, you know, power companies are realizing, oh, this green technology, we could just set up a field you know, lease the land from the people or buy the land from the people, put up solar farms, and we never lose power. Um, there was a big fear. I know there was a big fear in the early 2000s after 9-11 where they were saying, you know, oh, if someone knocked out our power grid, we'd be screwed. We could be, you know, plunged into chaos in a hurry. Well, if you have solar farms everywhere, then you're never with a quote-unquote solar farm. All right? You know, you don't have one power grid. You do have multiple power grids that are everywhere, because you got solar collecting energy everywhere. I read a, a fact one time. It was something that, that Joe Rogan had published on his Facebook page. And it said, it was from a scientist who said that if you built a solar farm in the Gobi Desert in Saudi Arabia, the size of Rhode Island, that you could power the entire world's energy needs through solar. Now, of course, if you built a solar farm there, it would be difficult to get that to everybody. But the idea is, is that that's the only amount of mass that you need. If you think about how big the globe is, and then you picture that on a different scale, and say, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna build basically that, but we're gonna scatter it throughout the world. Um, it sort of brings into perspective a different view of how much is needed. So if every state just built a few of these here and there, or every country built a few of these here and there, the more and more that we build, the more energy we can collect that's nonstop coming down on us. We have a sun. We have a bright star shining down on us. We have the ability to collect the energy from it. It's free. It's coming. And we're just too stupid to figure out how to harness it. Or we're too greedy that we want to keep collecting money from nuclear power plants and energy plants and stuff like that. You know, it's just a matter of time before this resource that's free becomes free to everybody. Now, it's up to the power companies to decide if they want to get on board with it now and get people used to paying for it through them so that they don't have to deal with putting up a structure or maintaining it or whatever. <clears throat> or people go, screw you, I'm going to do my own. And they build their own. And that's what a lot of people are doing right now. They're putting their own on the roof. They're investing in it now. They're like, I don't need the power company. And they're right. You know, if you think about what's available to you right now, in a lot of places, resources are available for free regardless. You can get your water from the ground if you drill a well deep enough. I guess it depends on where you live, but for the most part, you can get water if you drill a well deep enough. You can have septic so that you don't have to pay for sewer. You can get electricity from the sun. You can have wind energy if you're in that sort of position. Um... But there are resources available. 
It's just a matter of time before people figure it out and they get off of the grid, they get out of the rat race, they get out of the, the mentality of, I have to be signed up to these people. You know, I've talked before about how I've got a 2013 Dodge Ram, and I like my truck, I really like my truck. But my dad retired this year, and my dad went out and sold some old cars that he had. He, he collects and builds old cars and refurbishes old cars. and He sold some old cars, and he went out and bought a used Prius. And I thought, Prius, really? That really doesn't fit you. I mean, as far as I know. But there's a there's a weird kind of balance there where he's like, you know, I'm on a fixed income now, and 60 miles of the gallon is still 60 miles of the gallon. And he's right. If you think about the gas prices the way they are, they don't ever really go down. They just continually rise. Every now and then there's a dip, but it continually rises. So if you've got a car at 60 miles of the gallon... You're already thinking ahead of, yeah, I mean, right now gas is, I think today gas is 250 something at our local pump. You know, in a year, could it be 350 something? Probably. It's very possible. But he's thinking ahead. It doesn't take as much to fill up his tank. He doesn't have to pay as much. He can go farther. It's not as cool as my truck. But I guess it's all perspective. My truck is cool to me right now because I'm 44. If I'm retirement age, then a Prius looks pretty darn cool too. So, it's all about perspective. But anyway, listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson, since we're on the subject of solar. He's talking about problems with movies. We watch his movies and he says, you know, the thing I have a problem with this is is the physics of it. And he said, you know, watching the, the, the what is it, the Star Wars... Um, the one they rebooted, uh, you know, you got the first, you got the original three, and then you got the the three before it, the prequel, and then they started making the other three where they introduced Rey, and they introduced this new Death Star, this bigger Death Star. If you remember in Star Wars, there was the Death Star that could potentially harness enough energy to blow up a planet. Well, then in this new one, they come up with an even bigger Death Star that supposedly sucked in energy from a star, from a sun a local sun, which is a star, and it would harness his energy and it could blow up like six or seven planets at a time. He said, the problem I have with that is, is, is if it were to consume that much energy, it becomes a star itself. It becomes a sun itself because that much energy is so immense that you can't even imagine. He said, I can tell you the measurements, but it's not going to mean anything to you. He said, but if it were able to suck in that much energy... Then it's able to blow up thousands of planets, not just a few. He said, if it only blew up a few, it still should be glowing and on fire like a, like a star. He goes, now, you know, let's assume that they have the, the mechanics of being able to store energy. Okay, so be it. He said, still, why would you only blow up six when you have enough energy to blow up thousands? It's a fair point. He breaks down a lot of movies. He talks about how the physics of the thing doesn't match up. And it, it's pretty interesting. I'm only halfway into it. I've been listening to it, and I'm only halfway into it. And I'm, I, I can't, I don't have the time to listen. I mean, there's just so much to do. I want to listen to more of it. Um, also, episode th- on episode 1160 came out Thursday. Bert Kreischer, he's on Joe's podcast talking about his special. They're comedian buddies. They both have podcasts. Uh, it was a chance for him to go on there and talk to him about, hey, this is coming up. I want everybody to check, tune into it. 
I love it. Every time that Bert's on there, it's a good time. That's how I first got introduced to Bert. Um, that's how I first got introduced to Joe. I mean, I knew of who Joe Rogan was, but I didn't know anything about the podcast. So, I mean, I'm into it. It's awesome. Um, I want to listen to those. I'm going to listen to those soon. Uh, this past week, I had the opportunity to catch up on some podcasts that I had missed. I went into Leanne Kreischer's, which is Bert Kreischer's wife, and I listened to several episodes of her podcast, uh, Girl Talk, Back to School, and Career Testing. Um, she has a new one out called Miss Chris. I haven't listened to that yet. Um, but I listened to those three. They were good. They were, you know, basically her and her girlfriend sitting around talking about, you know, how um, how they're approaching life at 50-ish, what their plans for the future are, and, you know, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, what would I be doing, which is pretty inspiring. It's pretty interesting to think about. Um, I also listened to Burt Kreischer's podcast, uh, with Jim Florentine and me on August the 14th and open tabs on August 16th, Jim Rhodes on, uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, I guess that would be, I don't know what the date was, the date I read on here, this past Tuesday, episode 302. Um, Tom Rhodes is very interesting. Um, apparently he travels around the world and he has a lot of world experience of going to different places. He's got a funny story about going to China uh, to go see the Great Wall and how he got scammed into something that was pretty interesting. But um, it's a good listen. It's fun to listen. Um, there's another open tabs that, that Bert did on Friday. I haven't listened to that yet. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to catch up to. Bert went on a, on a tear and did a bunch of people's podcasts. Uh, one of the ones I want to listen to is called Your Mom's House. It is hosted by um, Tom Segura and Christina Pajinski. They're both podcasters, and they're um, they are, I guess, Bert's best friends. I know Tom is Bert's best friend. They actually came up in comedy together. They uh, were comedians in the beginning i think both of both of them took turns hosting for jay moore early on in new york and they traveled with him um christina pajinski used to be on road rules on mtv and um i guess tom and Suzanne christina met they fell in love they now have a kid and another one on the way and tom's doing great things tom is um moving up in his comedy career and he's starting to do movies and their podcast is really good very popular uh they have episode 462 with Burt Kreischer and it's pretty darn cool um I have not again I have not listened to it yet I have listened to their podcast a lot but I haven't listened to this episode yet but I'm going to <sighs> there's just so much to, to take in I know this is called stuff I heard and I do like to talk about stuff I heard I am a big fan of what people are doing. I have a big fan of what people are creating. Um, but I'm also a fan of what, not only what people are, are, are recording for volume, you know, audio, um, but also what people are doing, uh, visual wise. There is, let's see if I can find it. There is a guy on, uh, Instagram. It's AZ underscore underscore it's got two underscores that's the underlined thing productions uh his name is daniel johnson he he is a uh husband to a girl who um 
she is the trainer uh, at the gym that my wife goes to. Um, he has gotten into photography big time. Uh, a lot of stuff with time lapse and with light, and the imaging is incredible. Um, if you're watching the video right now, I'll show you an image of something that he's done. That's pretty cool. Um, he's doing these neat tricks with light, and he's learning it from watching other people's videos online. It's pretty neat. Um, he follows another guy. I'd like to talk about him for a second. I like promoting things that people are doing that I think are cool. Uh, Eric Parr Photo, E-R-I-C, P-A-R-E, photo. I guess that would be Eric Pear photo. Eric Pear does these incredible things with light. I don't know how he does it. Apparently, he's got tutorial videos that are linked to YouTube. Um, it's really, really incredible looking. He does this stuff with these light tubes and with using uh, some type of shutter speed adjustment to where he can make these incredible images and I just think it's fascinating. I, I want to learn how to do some of this kind of stuff. It, you know, you come across people who are doing this stuff, and you're like, how do, they, how do they do that? And then you realize that you're only a few steps away from learning it yourself. All you have to do is go down the rabbit hole and figure it out. Um, it's just beautiful. Look at that. Isn't that incredible? Go, if you're listening to this, go check out Eric Pear Photo on Instagram. It's really, really cool. Uh, again, my Instagram is J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K. You can see what's going on in my life. I post up all kind of silly stuff all the time. Um, there's always something fun to look at. There's always something to go down the rabbit hole with. I encourage everybody out there who's listening to my stupid voice right now, to find something you're passionate about, share it, get involved, be a part of it. Um, right now, my dad's writing in on the uh, Instagram. Hey, Dad, morning, having some coffee. Um, or not the Instagram, the YouTube. Um, you know, part of this idea, part of this experiment, part of the thing I'm doing is I want people to be part of the community. I want us to be able to share ideas and to bounce ideas off of each other, but also to promote people, to talk about, hey, this is what this person is doing, and you should really check it out. You know, that's how we grassroots build anything, or that's how you build anything, period. You need help. You need people involved. So get involved. Be a part of it. Uh, this morning, I have a project that I'm going to work on. I got two things, and I'm not sure which one I'm going to work on. I'm actually reaching out to this guy, Daniel Johnson, to see if he's available to do some stuff. Um, his wife is a trainer at the gym, and she's supposed to do a special fundraiser thing downtown Florence. And part of it is he wants to help her film a commercial for it or film like a promotional video for it. So this morning I got up, and I got my drone out, and I got the batteries charging over off on the side. And I got my I got my big camera here, and the batteries are charging on it, and I'm ready to go. I text him and I said, "Hey, we talked about doing this. What do you need? I'll bring the drone. I got the iPad charging up so that I can use it for the screen for the thing. I hadn't heard from him yet. I'm sure he was probably asleep when I texted him, and he's probably waking up now going, "Oh crap, yeah, yeah, I gotta." So, anyway, I'm just getting ready so I can be ready to go. 
I got that going on, and then also at work we're having a truck rodeo today, and I talked to my boss about possibly going and recording some stuff there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what I get out of it. Could be a big production day. Could be a day where I go out and everybody goes, now nah, we're good. So fingers crossed. Hopefully all this will work out. If it does, check out my YouTube page, Joshua Peak. Um, you'll see my silly face and probably a really cool hot rod in the background. You'll know that's me. And uh, click on the newest video. And it's probably going to be this podcast to start with, but then there's going to be more. Um, I am learning more with the uh, garage band. If you watched my video of playing in the water, the guy with the camera that's that's going, ah, and he does like a flip, and then he records me swimming underwater, and I record him swimming underwater. That's Daniel. So um, we got to play together last Saturday, and we're probably going to work together on future projects. So anyway, check it out. Um, his wife's got an Instagram page. It's called Lifting Bell. I think that's it. Is it Lifting Bell? I want to get it right. I want to make sure that you guys know how to follow some of these people also. L-I-F-T. Yeah, lifting underscore bell, uh, Christina. Um, pretty cool page. She's got a lot of tips on there. She's got a lot of motivational stuff. She shows you some workout stuff. Um, for a few years, she was a model for an energy drink called Bang. Um, I helped her do a project for a promotional thing that they were doing one time. And I think now she's kind of doing something independent. She's wanting to build her own brand. And I'd, I'm going to eventually have her and her husband as guests on the podcast. And we want to talk about what they're doing and, and how we can help them become successful in what they're doing. Um, so it's all about building community. And we're doing it a little bit at a time, right? So I'm going to get off of here. I can see that one of my drone batteries is full. I'm going to plug it, unplug it, and plug in another one. I'm also going to reach out to a friend of mine, Byron, and see if he's available to do a podcast. Um, I have another project coming up. A guy I work with, John Powers, has got a, a barn or a two-story shelter that him, that his grandfather and his dad built that's uh, made with some junk wood and some... It's, it's a mixture of junk wood and good wood, and he's wanting some help kind of dismantling it. And I'm going to talk to him about how do you want to dismantle it. I mean, I don't mind helping. Um, as long as I can shoot some YouTube video, that'd be really cool. You know, we don't have to have our volume in it. We can just set it up, do like time lapse. I can add in stuff later. But does he want to chainsaw it? Does he want to take it apart with crowbars? Does he want to save some wood if he can? I don't know. But it could be a fun project, and it'll be a way to help him out. And He's going to help me out this new, this coming year. I'm going to get into uh, deer hunting, so be prepared. There's going to be more deer hunting conversations. I also have a guy that I work with named Jacob Jackson who does some duck hunting. Uh, apparently, he's a duck hunting phenom, and I'm going to try and go out with him this winter and film some of his duck hunting stuff and get him involved with YouTube. He's got a GoPro that he hooks up to a shotgun, and, and he showed me on his phone all the images that he's able to do while he's duck hunting, and, he, and he's really good at it. Um, I think that he could have his own channel. I think that he could have his own brand, and I want to help him promote that. I want to help people promote things. I realize that I'm lucky in the fact that I have this outlet, and I realize that I am I am blessed in the fact that I have some cameras to deal with and, and some knowledge of production or editing or whatever, you know, 
promoting, marketing. And I've got you guys as an audience, and I'm thankful for every one of you. Um, I'm thankful that anybody even gives a crap what I have to say. So thank you. Um, stick with me. This is going to grow. This is going to be fun. We're going to be part of it. If you've got something to promote, reach out to me. Let me know. One Lonely Farmer, hey, buddy. Congratulations on the baby. Uh, reach out to me. I, you know, you and I talked about doing the project together. I'd love to do it, man. Get in touch with me. Uh, for everybody else, y'all take care. And thanks for watching. I'm going to wrap this up. I got to hit the button. Hit the button, Josh.